Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy Webb. Today, we are talking all about unrealistic expectations and how we don't always meet up with the ones that we have for ourselves. I hope you're ready for today's episode, and here are your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy. Hello, Christy. Hey. Oh, there I am. Hi. Hey, Bree. Welcome back from camp. You survived. Okay. This is a big deal. We have to talk about this because Brad and Bree survived camp. <laughs> we did. We did. Absolutely. So, um, Bree, Bree survived all week at camp. And so, if she says something that may be a little incoherent today, it's camp incoherency. Fog. Camp I, she's fog. In fog I did camp. just mess up something <laughs> and I sent a text message to someone who had nothing to do with camp and they were like, I think you meant to send this to someone else. I was like, so, <laughs> so thank you for squeezing our podcast oh, in. Welcome. I know that as soon as you walk out of this, you mm-hmm. will go hit the sofa or your bed and mm-hmm. hit a do not disturb sign. Very excited about this. I again. wanted to do it in the morning and she was like, no, please, no. please <laughs> get me off tomorrow. Do not make this come here tomorrow. No. Um, but Brad had to step up and I had to come out of retirement. He had to come out of camp retirement. We had some, we are having some, uh, Health issues. Health issues. Someone who is at camp in our um in our little circle here, and Brad had had to step up at the last minute and go to camp. He was so excited. I don't call it last minute. It was like nine thirty the time I I got there. I called you at nine oh like nine ten, and you were there for like nine thirty. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was really quick, and he um Bree had a panic attack, but Brad stepped up and and Brad made it. I don't think Brad is um is Upda- a fan of bunk beds. Update I'm not on, sure, but <laughs> update on the farm and on camp. I was I was it was literally like eight eight fifteen, and we had army worms invading a uh, certain area is. of grass, grass that I had, and Christy comes out there and like, "Bree, trying to get in touch with you." And I'm like, I have an issue. I have worms. These will destroy them by in the morning. Mm-hmm. They will. They're very quick. They're very quick. So I called worms. him back up. My brother came mm-hmm. to the rescue, and I came Thank to you. meet you. Thank you, Brian. Nineteen hundred and ninety-eight, as Bob Mellon would say, it uh, was the last year that I went to mm-hmm. children's camp. That was the first thing he said to me when he walked in. Like he didn't say hello. He just said nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> After one night on that bunk bed, I understand why. Thank you, Jason and Shane, who came to my rescue mm-hmm. the next couple of nights and helped Bree. They were awesome. So I will say, though, that Brad... Bree Bri, Bri told Christy, she's like, you mean Pastor Brad's coming to stay? <laughs> Brad's coming? Like, are you... Really? He's to like stay, coming to, to stay? And... um. But I will say that we, when we call back later to make sure that some some more guys had gotten called in, Brad said, I'll go back if I have to. And I was like, really? Really? He's not like, you know, we weren't like. If I have to. If I have to. We weren't. I think he had already talked to Jason and knew uh-huh. Jason no, was staying. only because <laughs> our kids would have had to come home and that would have been an utter uh, that disappointment was, That was the next yeah. thing. I was like, if he couldn't come back, then I had to take the kids. I had to bring all the kids home. We had 15 and they were camp. so excited. They had a great time. Yeah, it was good. They were all they when they came off the bus, they were all grins and and happiness, not, mm-hmm. you know, like like happy fun. We've had fun, mm-hmm. not no thank God I'm home, come here mom. Mm-hmm. 
The moms were happy to see the kids. I don't know that the kids were happy to see us moms. I asked those kids several times, do you want to call home? And they were like, uh, Mm -mm. no, your child specifically. (laughs) I think, what did, my child saw me at the back of the the chapel and she, what'd she say? She said, why is he here? Why is he doing here? Our child is all about independence. She is all about, So we're feeling the love as parents anyway. We'll move right along Without any adult. So yeah, maybe we should have Ella on the, on the web on the podcast to oh, tell us podcast. about how she could tell us some stuff. She, has she is independent and she can do things on her own. We just don't let her. Update on the farm. We uh, canceled our vacation because we've had six weeks worth of rain and we have 10 days with no rain, which means we have a lot of hay to cut. Finally. So. Update on my farm. We have poison ivy and it is now all over my arms. Wait. But that's okay. So. Y'all aren't going to go on your second trip. We are not going to go on our... We're, we, we've we minimized our second trip. You, we may get to go on the end of you, the week, just not during the beginning of the week. You have to make hay while the sun's shining. I mean, I get that, but man, that's sad. She gets that because you've said it so many times in, in this podcast. But um, she, we are going to... we are gonna The sun is going to shine end of this week, beginning of next week, and we are going to maybe go on the... On a little trip to do something completely different than we anticipated. Well, I'll be praying that God multiplies your hours to get the work done. All right. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Lord, for the days of sunshine and no rain. So... And if you want to practice driving a tractor, Bree, just come on. Uh, I'm taking applications. So. He is. Or he's forcing applications. He told me Actually, I was going to learn this afternoon. Yeah, kinda like you said with me at camp, you're qualified. Come on. <laughs> I'll take it. She accepted his application. You'll come on Monday after you rest up. Uh, yes, I will. All right, Christy, tell us about our topic today. We have an uh, unusual topic we want to talk to you about. Um, and well, Kind of segues into what, what both of us were thinking. So we have our topic today is un- unrealistic expectations, and um, sometimes we set an unrealistic expectations on ourselves where we just can't live up to what we plan to live up to. So in our podcast thing, you could say maybe unrealistic we are. Oh, we are. We are un- unrealistic. We are a lot of times. A lot of times um, we become unrealistic. I have a really big problem. I'm always late. For those of you that don't know me personally, I'm late a lot of the time. And one of my problems is that I think, oh, I'm five minutes early. I can do a 10 minute long task. <laughs> now, I know that that does not work in mathematical world. But in my mind, oh, I have like literally I'm a little bit early so I can do this extra thing. And that's an unrealistic expectation on myself. But really, when we came up with this topic, it's more so putting unrealistic expectations on other people and then being disappointed when they don't live up to it. They have no idea that expectation's even there, but they, we are, you know, disappointed in them, maybe just not perfectly happy with them. Because people are such terrible communicators. And not mind readers. And not mind readers. That both of you are right. <laughs> You're not mind readers, and we are we are terrible communicators. But a lot of times, it's like just um, I don't know. It's just um, your not even an expectation, just your imagination as to what they should be like. You know. And um, I was telling Bree one of the things that people when people meet me and they I say I'm a pastor's wife, they're like, "Oh, so you play piano?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> I do not. Um, I, I I don't. This is definitely older people in the church are in any situation. Older people are always like, oh, how long have you played piano? And I'm like, never. I played for like a year. 
um, when I was like six, I think. <laughs> and that was the last time. Didn't take. I did get uh, um, Old MacDonald down. And I did not, actually. I didn't. I don't know how to play chopsticks. I don't, I don't know how to play anything. But um, that was that's an expectation. And especially, like I said, in older years, uh, years past, if you're a preacher, preacher's wife, you automatically taught Sunday school. You automatically did nursery, and you automatically played the piano. I don't know why that's a thing, and I don't really know how you can do all of those things at the same time, but um, those are the things that were always expected of me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I've am i been a disappointment since the beginning <laughs> because I, I've never learned to play the piano. And um, So anyway, the point is that people have a, a concept in their head of what something should be like when there's really no reason for that to be there. So there's two things that this really brings out. One is how do other people live underneath the unrealistic expectations that you place on them? And then how does the other person live with disappointment? Right. Because it's going to happen both ways. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to feel like a disappointment. Like when people say, oh, so you play the piano, which is just my example. No, I don't play. And they just look at you and like, oh, you don't? Dang, I feel terrible. I, I really I'm don't, but I'm, I'm not going, I did not go, I've been married to a pastor now for five, uh, for 10, 10 years, not five, for 10 years. I did not go out and take, it you know, it does feel like five though, babies. <laughs> I did not go out and take piano lessons to live up to that expectation. I just continue to disappoint people when they <laughs> ask me that question. But, but I could have, I could have felt like I was not good enough and I could have gone out and taken those, you know, those lessons or, or at least said, Oh yeah. Try to pick up I, that mantle. I could have tried, but, um, I, I, I don't have that talent. I have no, I, I honestly desire to, to play the piano. Um, but people expect that of me and I could have put that burden on myself. But I did not do that. So then you have to turn around and look at the people who are saying, oh, you should be able to play. And they're going to be disappointed or think I am less of a pastor's wife or whatever I'm a less of at this point. Um, You know, why is she not living up to the expectations I had for her? Which, in all honesty, that has nothing to do with being a pastor's wife. It is not like a box you have to check. But my point, and and there's so many different things. This is not just a, you know, pastor's wife conversation here. It's so many different things that, you know, that you think you should, you automatically put pressure on people. Oh, well, didn't you so-and-so? Well, now you put that in their mind that they're not living up to your expectation. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that a lot as parents. We assume that our kids understand like, oh, well, you should have done this or that. Um, But we don't. Maybe we don't ask them in the right way, and so now they're dis- they feel like they're not they're disappointed because they're not living up to our standard. We're disappointed because they didn't do what we expected them to do. But and it goes back to what Brad said: we never communicated that expectation. I mean, I feel like I'm just kind of rattling off here, but <laughs> I'm rattling on about about expectations of you know pastors' wives or whatever. But we do put a lot of expectations on people. For no reason, like we just ex- we just think that's how it should be. So when they don't do it, we feel like we've or they're letting us down or whatever. And we're right. gonna assume that people are gonna do certain things, and then when they don't do them to the degree or angle that we think they should, then we're disappointed, and they're disappointed, and now everybody's disappointed. Right. And disappointed just builds more disappointment, more frustration. Yep. 
So how do we go about not being disappointments? Learning how to live with them. Learning to live with the disappointments Mm -hmm. and not putting those expectations on other people. Exactly. And quit assuming and communicate clearly. Communicate what you're thinking, what you what you clearly have for someone or ask them and then please please don't manipulate them or make them feel less than and um able to do things and that they would be able to conquer that. Um you know, life is going to throw us disappointments, it's going to throw us curves, and in that whole process, we have to learn how to realize kind of goes back to that sermon series that we just finished on finding God's will and the last sermon was on what are you waiting for? Because if you are if you are living out God's will in these five boxes that we've talked about in that sermon series, then just go. God's not going to let you get out of his will. And with that, though, it may end up like something you never thought that you were going to do. And God repositions you. And so if you get so obsessed with doing something, like it's interesting. I just walked out of a meeting with a young man from um, from from the North Shore area who's actually wanting to do some ministry through Serving Grace possibly in the future. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute. 16 years ago, I tried everything I could to get to the North Shore and right. plant Family of Grace on the North Shore. And now all these years later, here's a man sitting in my office saying, how can we partner with you? And God, we, maybe the things that are happening, expectations that we put on us and on ourselves, like we put those unrealistic expectations on ourselves and build up checklists and things like that that you just know you don't have the capacity to pull off in a day. And then we're bummed out when it doesn't happen or work out like that. And so how do you live with that disappointment and understand that in the disappointment, God wants to take that and turn it into something that is great? He wants to move you to the place that he has designed for you. And I think what Christy is saying is a lot of times we're trying to get people to operate out from under what they were, the, the pattern they were designed to live under. And we want them to do things they may not be comfortable with. We want them to take jobs at the church. We want them to volunteer for stuff that they're just not cut out to do. And as a result of it, they're bitter. And they aren't living up to expectations. And now everybody's unhappy. That's right. So stop putting expectations on people. If you have an expectation for a person, tell them that expectation up front. She literally just said stop. Well, stop, stop putting it. expectations. On I mean, people. she didn't say lower them. She just said stop having them. Stop, yeah. stop having them. I mean, if you're gonna have it, no. Let me let me rephrase. Then, if you're gonna have an expectation, tell the person out loud clearly what you expect. Is this a reasonable expectation? Is this a reasonable expectation? Now, if it's something they've been doing, like you tell a kid to clean their room, I mean. I have young kids, so if I tell Bradley to clean his room, he's six, then I'm going to get all of his toys piled up in one section, and they're not in the walkway, so he's cleaned, you know, or there are no toys on his bed, so it's clean, but my expectation is put all of your, you know, hot hot wheels in one pile and put all of your, you know... Legos in (laughs) another place and put all of your Tonka trucks in another place. I have to even even at Bradley's age, you have to be very specific about your expectations. But as adults, I think we are we think we're talking down to each other Mm -hmm. when we say this is what I expect. 
or is this a, a you know a realistic expectation and so we just set them but we don't ever say and them. then we walk away assuming these things are going to be the way they are in our mind and they're not the way they are in our mind and then it complicates the relationship that you have with that person whether it's a spouse a parent a grandparent a boss a friend whatever i mean and it's interesting it's in our minds our minds are the biggest problem. So uh, here. here's a good because we set the exam so, the expectation in our mind. We never say it with our mouths, and then we go off and think about how disappointed we are that they didn't reach those expectations. So a, good, a good a good illustration of that is my sister in law. Um, we took a vacation with them earlier this year and uh, went to Disney World. And probably well ten ten eleven years ago, we went to Disney World with them. And, and my sister-in-law, like, lined up everything for the trip, where we were going to stay, and, and she did a great job on all that. But my sister-in-law is a person who just has every, like, you never wonder what you're going to do. And uh, the first day at She's Disney. A planner. The first day at Disney, we're, we're at Magic Kingdom. and we This go, year. We, yeah, this, this trip. Year, this trip. We go do Buzz Lightyear. And um, I'm like, okay, what are we doing next? Well, then. Other people in the group have us going all the way over to Frontierland, which is, if you've never been there, is on the other side of the park. Then the next thing, we're going all the way back to Tomorrowland, which is on the other side of the park. <laughs> Finally, two days into this, I'm just like, Christy, what is going on? Like, your sister always has a plan. I don't mind doing everything in this park, but why are we walking all over the park? The, the previous trip, 10 years ago, it was so much to the, the detail. Finally, I looked at Christy, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. <laughs> You know, of course, and so it's a great example of what we're talking about. And finally, Christy was like, "Well, she said she planned to get us here, but she wasn't planning anything else." And, and like, she did not. Well, that's great, but don't tell us a couple of days into the trip. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, we didn't know it. And it, it but that's, but I had an expectation that my sister in law's got this. Mm -hmm. She's taking care of every single detail. She's gonna tell me where to be, when to be. And then when she decided not to do it, I had an expectation, and neither one of us communicated about it. And that's the thing. It all pulls back down to communication. Communication. Maybe mm -hmm. communicators we are not. Communicators <laughs> we are not. Because we, it, we have a lot of trouble communicating. A lot of people do. But Christy and I were dating. Uh, of course, I was a pastor, and then she taught business communication. And uh, we'd always laugh, and we'd have trouble communicating. I'm like, think about this. We both make our living in communication. And, and we, we are, are failing at it. Hearing each other. <laughs> we are not. So, uh, living with disappointment. I think we could take away a lot of the disappointment if we just communicated clearly our expectation and did not assume things or be passive aggressive after things did not go the way we thought they were going to go. I, I think yes, and we should just communicate. <laughs> so, Christy, I want to communicate this to you. It really, really drives me crazy when you're late, late, late. And... I know. I should just stop trying to do anything before I leave my house in the morning. Anything. I cannot even say that I'm much better. We relate to every single rotation this whole entire week. I could not get the girls anywhere on time, but you know who's on time every time? The boys. The, the boys. boys are on time for everything. The boys, they, they are, because they took the Brian Webb. Brad's brother has a philosophy. Except for the one morning I was there. The girls were first in line for breakfast because your counselor in the cabin got them up at six. Oh, well, that was an accident. And <laughs> I did not appreciate that those girls were But they were, were up the first six. ones to get breakfast and they were done. And the boys were last that day. I don't know. Bless their hearts. Ella's my child, too. And last year, she was so late for breakfast, she missed it all together one year at camp. She one did. day at camp. Bring her a, who gets a plate 
breakfast at camp. LOL. Ella Catherine. <laughs> LOL. The girl knows she can work a crowd. She's her father's child, too. She gets her lateness from me, but the work in the crowd comes from her dad. So, What's yeah. It? So, we're going to be better about communicating. Better about communicating. All the way around. And I'm going to quit trying to do things when I don't have time to do them. Christy, we I'm gonna you. I'm gonna you know, make realistic have, expectations for exactly. myself. Exactly. Like I had, you know, so last night I was getting prepared because we we're fixing to hit this hay cutting marathon and I went out and I turned the smoker on and I came in, I told Christy, I said he's, I had these little he's jalapeno. treading on dangerous ground. I had here. these little jalapeno it makes a point, so bear with me. <laughs> I had these jalapeno poppers like wrapped in bacon and cream cheese. I said, put those on there for me. And if you want to put your chicken on there, because we were having salads, I said, if you want to put your chicken in there, it's fine. It's all set. All you got to do is put them in there. It's not what he said, but okay. What did I say? Put the chicken on the smoker. Okay, put your chicken on the smoker. If <laughs> put you want the chicken to. on the smoker. I've already no, heated it up. That's fry what he said. And you're I was going to fry them. Or whatever you were going to do. I, I said, look, it's already gonna heated. going to fix them like I always do. chicken on the smoker, you can. That's beside the point. So I come back in. It's time to eat a while later. And I, I come in and I'm looking at the chicken to make sure it's right. And I said, did you put anything on that chicken? Nope. You just put naked chicken on naked that Naked chicken. No salt, no pepper, not even a little bit of Tony's? Nope. Who does that? <laughs> Christy. <laughs> Me. I thought you were. I'm I like, didn't know. I don't I don't cook on a smoker. I've never, Christy. literally never cooked on a smoker in my life. So I come in and I'm trying to eat this chicken with nothing on it. You had bland smoked chicken? No. He had poppers. <laughs> I had jalapeno poppers, praise Jesus. Oh but I will say, so I did I did cut up my very bad chicken, bland chicken, and covered it in Heinz 57 sauce. It saved him. And then put my salad on top of it, and it's kind of sweet. Okay, it was honest. But, you know. So I'm like, he would have never the, known the, that was a good combination. You're welcome again. The story is, I'm like, how do you not know to... Put something like salt, pepper, Tony's, Quibidos. He uh, said, put anything. it on the rack and put it in the smoker. I did exactly what he said. I took the chicken, put it on and the rack, I'm and put still, it in the smoker. Like it's twenty. It's almost. It's, it's twenty hours later, and I'm trying to think who doesn't put, who just puts chicken with nothing on it on the rack. My wife does naked chicken, and so um, unseasoned naked chicken. <laughs> Got eaten. So my family's so much into condiments anyway that they didn't know it was naked chicken. So they, I had they an just expectation that she knew how to season chicken. Like, you just put something on there. But the whole thing is, so we spent dinner, and I'm just like, how? Did, we spent I, dinner. How did this happen? How, I'll tell you how it happened. We didn't communicate. I did not say, put the Tonys on <laughs> the chicken. Put the season Cajun the power oh, wow. garlic on the chicken. Whatever. Don't put, put this stuff on the chicken and, and then put it in the smoker. So, I live with disappointment. He did not starve. Just so, just to catch the end of this story up, it didn't. It did not kill him. He didn't starve. Every person in the house ate the chicken. It, but my point is that so many times, what Christy is saying is, you know, I, you just have these expectations that somebody knows how to do it. I don't know how you get to be her age and not know to put something on meat, but nevertheless, she does not. And so, I do not now she does smoker. though. Now you do, don't you? Now I do. All right. I'll come over when I cut the hay. I want smoke chicken. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bree's going to come come you cut hay. You want naked, naked? <laughs> Please do not get No, na- Bree, Bree does not so like Popeyes naked chicken. Has naked, naked chicken. chicken that has flavor to it. My favorite <laughs> quote I have ever gotten is, 
do not insult people with your unseasoned food. <laughs> do not just don't oh, do it. Come on, somebody. Do I'm, not I'm insult people with your unseasoned food. I, I cannot insult people with my unseasoned food anymore. So anyway, I have admitted many times on this podcast and in life daily, I am not the cook in our family. But you see why now? We love you anyway. We do love you anyway. Because I don't season chicken. Absolutely. So. Try so, to make people a point. out there, if you don't want to be the cook in your family, serve naked chicken. Nobody will ask you to do it again. That'd be like butt naked chicken. <laughs> yeah, naked chicken at Popeye's has flavor, and that's really, really <laughs> naked chicken. <laughs> really, really naked chicken. Serve that one time, and they will not ask you to cook again. So I'm gonna stick to the um, desserts that I make. So and you do that very well. You do well. that so well. Thank oh my you. Gosh. See, I'll <laughs> stick with desserts. All right, great deal. Anyway, so as you are fighting the good fight of faith and you are trying to have a good meal, please apply seasoning to your chicken. Please apply something to make it taste better, and it will do away with all. The disappointments. Communicate, the, Communicate those expectations so that they're not unrealistic. Stay humble. Cook often. We're out. And season your chicken. <laughs>